0: Hi, this is Jared Croker. Why are you listening to this podcast? These guys know nothing.
1: Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork.
2: Blake and the Pork. It's Raiders Review with Blake
3: and the Pork.
0: Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And also joining us all the way from the west coast of the United States of America is Matt hollywood Lenevers. Hello, Matthew.
4: G'day, mate. How is everyone?
0: Oh, Magnificent, because we are joining you from this being the third most popular, or the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast. We are joining you from the filthiest storeroom. Buried somewhere in the Bowser Civic, the location of which we will never reveal. Will we? Brian? No, we're back. We're back in the uh, the storeroom again together. Yes, because I am COVID negative. Woo hoo hoo! And out of problem. We you, always to... were. you always work. You always work, Kevin. Yeah, I know. You I wanted just...
4: to be COVID positive though.
0: I had to get out, but in the end, I tested negative the whole time, so I could get out as as quickly as I could. We are brought to you with the very dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Canberra Raiders number one fan forum. Get online, get engaging with. All sorts of Raiders fans from everywhere they went. We're talking 90,000... Raiders people, invade. I mean, what G done with the greenhouse, really very impressive. Get on board, it, get engaging.
2: I can't imagine it's happened with too many other clubs.
0: It really is, you know. It's it's phenomenal yeah. what he's done. Um, and but it's very dubious. He's very dubious in our support of us. Obviously, we're also brought to you with the actual cash money sponsorship of Landspeed Records. Um, come in and get your LPs, your CDs, your clothing, your posters, which are on special at the moment, um, and all sorts of other things from people who love the camber Raiders as much as you do, as well as loving their audio technique Gear of which they have plenty in here, which are also a fantastic sponsor. Audio Technica um, supplied Danny Stewart his very own microphone. So, if you hear mm. if he's slightly less unintelligible this week, yeah, we, we can thank Audio Technica. Audio Technica came there, but now I also want to talk to you about the Audio Technica products we got here because not only do we have fantastic entry level turntables, which are about as good as you need to split in that black circle, there's also ones with fantastic USB on there. So, basically, you can be taking it off your LP, and then putting on an electronic device as well. What can't they do, Blarko? What can't they do? That's it, that's it. Look, starting off the show, we've got some news. Uh, It appears Adrian Trevelyan, injured. Yes, Not quite sure what it is. A couple of weeks, he's injured. So anyone wondering where he is? Injured. We were wondering
2: why he wasn't uh, named anywhere, even on the extended bench this week, and though I checked the New South Wales Cup squad, Mm. and he's not there either. Not there either. So the Pork's got in touch with some people at the club, some of his sources, and they have confirmed... An unspecified injury, unspecified looking at injury. about two weeks, couple of weeks.
0: So, picked up a knock, picked up a knock picked, somewhere, picked up a knock, as yeah. they say. Yeah, picked up a knock. I mean,
4: could that could that be COVID? It's it seems to be some of these clubs when the player just drops out like Chris last week. It's often it's just COVID, but they don't actually say. But hopefully it's, I mean, hopefully it's COVID. It's not some knee or ankle injury, but yeah, no, know, that, that wouldn't be good, would it? No. Okay. The
2: other thing we're going to say is um, if you're listening to this podcast and you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please subscribe. Also, if you're on um, iTunes, you could give us a review like uh, Milkbar Nick. Recently gave us review and I'll I'll just bring it
0: up. Mind your milk bar, Nick. I I'll mean, just we, I'll we just love it. getting a review and we don't care, good, bad or ugly. Please throw them all in here. Yeah, but don't. We know just, what we know what we are, people. Don't we know just what we are.
2: Don't just lob one of those one star grenades and don't put your name to it.
0: Yeah, if you're gonna give us one star, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've had it.
2: a couple, we've had a couple of those, buddy. Dodgy one star, one star grenade lobs. And you know, if if you don't
0: like the show, fair enough. But tell us why. Tell us why. And put your name to it. And, and we're more than happy to take your feedback. Or well, just, just don't
4: listening. listen. If you don't like the show, don't listen. No,
0: nah, listen. We're okay with it. L- no, listen. Listen. <laughs> listen. Don't, don't worry about it. But, you know, if you want to hang crap, that's fine. Just put your name to it. And that is fine. We, we know what we are. We're big boys. We have a big boy pants on. Um, you know, we're open to criticism because criticism is often warranted. Okay.
4: Look, mate, I've been, I've been enough... I've also been in enough movies and a couple in Australia that are pretty bad. So I'm also used to some pretty <laughs> <some> criticism. <laughs> so we can handle it.
2: Yeah. Just do the Michael Caine, man. That's like, you know, I don't care what people said about the movie. It bought me a new house. Yeah, that know? was a great, the George
1: uh, 3. Yeah, George 3. Yeah, story. that was the that was a house that bought me. Yeah, yeah it is and my Okay, my house. So what's the okay. okay.
2: Milk by Nick, best podcast ever. Cannot stop listening to it. Four stars. Now, I don't know what we've got to do, Noob Barnett, to, to get that fifth star. He's, I've got he's, a suspicion I know what we have to do. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not a man that throws you around five stars lightly. We no. get those actually at the shop all the time. That some old person will leave you this like glowing review and give you four stars. And in effect, they think, well, four stars is fantastic. You know? well, oh, it it's a four star. But no, they're actually dragging you. If you've got a 4.6, say, as your score, and then someone lobs in a four star review, they're actually dragging your average down. And yet they're showing integrity with the four because, you know, five really should be... So, yeah, 4.5. 4. 4.5 out of five we're currently. So, if you could get on there and give us a positive review, right. undo some of Milk Bar Nick's work, Yeah, yeah. Feel yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, we should go I on mean, with the show. I is
0: our friend Nick out there? who we, um, You know, is it Raider Nick? Maybe... Ah, yes. <laughs> <Ray to laughs> <Nick>, you know? <laughs> yes. He, that... he knew what he was doing. Positive, but yet bringing us down. Yes. Look, so, I didn't want to discuss it. No one wants to discuss it. We don't want to discuss it. But uh, there was a disaster in Mudgee. Um, it was it was horrible. It, it wasn't good. I
2: mean, it was it was one of those games where you say, was it a case of Daly Cherry Evans being very good? And of course, he was very good. He always mm. plays very well against us. Mm-hmm. And Tommy Turbo, you know, hitting some form again. And then we managed to injure him. It's the same thing again. We managed to injure half the Manly team and still lose to them. Still lose. Uh, but oh, there's an interesting stat, isn't there, about how, how teams go the week after they play the Raiders. I think mm. we managed, even when we lose, we managed to sort of bash teams up a bit. So and they don't usually lose, yeah. don't, they might lose the following week, but that doesn't help us now, of course. But yeah, I don't was it a case that Manly were good and we were awful? I think it's a bit of column A, bit of column B. Mm. I mean, the second half, the completion rate, we completed like four out of uh, 11 or 12 sets. It's diabolical. I mean, it's the opposite of what Matt was saying, you know, was so good in the, the game against the Titans last week was that we yeah back into the game and won the game, but we didn't play catch-up football. But that's all we were trying to play in the second half there. Oh. You know, we've gone from yeah a which is game out yeah
4: i was gonna say i was gonna say it's, and that's kind of what's scary as a raiders fan is you know we we dug in in that game against the titans and we just tried to stick to our game plan and we came back into the game and got over the top of them but this game in particular um i i didn't get to watch it live because i was in mexico of all places and the watch nrl app wasn't working so i, I watched it since i got back and you know having known the result and. And a lot of um, the chat about the game being, you know, it was such a terrible game and how bad we were. There were aspects of the game that were quite good. You know, our defense was quite good, and but there were so many aspects of the game that we just weren't mm. in it. We weren't smart.
2: And Look, the, the effort was there right to the end. And if you think the amount of times, I think it happened at least two or three occasions where we actually had good sets in mm-hmm. defense and we had them pinned, but then we'd give away a penalty, or you know, there was the unbelievable twenty forty, which you know, no one could help that, but. There were times when we actually looked like the application was good. And even, you know, the crazy offloads and everything else, the effort was there all the way through, but we just played so dumb, you know? And I I think that we're fundamentally a pretty dumb team at the best of times. But when there's no, when you don't have, you know, Hodgson on there to steer the ship, or you don't have um, Fogarty, who presumably was the man that was going to be tasked with steering the ship this year, it's, you know... We love Rapper, but you don't want him being that sort of the main voice on the field. He didn't play
4: that well, Rapper. No. One of his offloads in that second half was possibly the worst in the game. And I I don't know, I think, you know, coaches always talk about you want to get 50 games under your belt, then get to 100. And that's when the game starts to slow down, especially for halves. And, you know, Schneider couldn't even get into the game. so And we can't blame a kid who's on his fourth, first grade game. And Whiten tried to do everything. And and clearly, you know, he's got a bit of a handling. He had a couple of mistakes in the game. And. What's tough as a Raiders fan, and it's been like that for a number of years, is now and then when we get a repeat set, or we do get a set on, you know, in their red zone attacking their line, we're not we're not really the smartest. We kind of still have that ability to to have two set up rucks for an attacking shot, and if they're able to slide, then the defense can actually mark mark up pretty well against us. And you look at some of the better teams; they'll try and have three cracks at you, maybe four every set of six. Yeah, we've tended to be a team that has two, and then and then the next option is the offload, and and there was just too many times that we were trying to offload when we didn't. And Corey Horsburgh tries to offload every single time he makes a hit up, and now and then that works. But if you're not bending the line, and they're offloading um, when their line's still set, you know, you just put in the guy who's catching the ball under more pressure. Yeah, and, and yeah. I mean, you only you only want to be
0: offloading the ball to someone if they're going to be in a bit of position. Yeah, there's at no be, point. Otherwise, the offloads are often a mark. And it, w- it was back this way in like the 2006, 2007. Raiders seasons where the Raiders were so far in advance on the offload. Bronson Harrison was yeah, the offload king for a while there. His offloads were good, though. No, they were so far in front of the offloads, but it actually was showing that they had no idea what they were doing. Their only idea was, I'll get it to the next bloke and maybe they'll do it. It looked like junior football with everyone clustered yeah. behind. And no one, there was no actual plan. There was no danger. But i tell you what, there was a lot of things that went wrong in that side, but there was one thing in particular that ground my gears.
5: You know what really grinds my
0: gears? And you know what ground my gears, lads? You know what ground my gears? Our forward pack, our mighty forward pack, right, which has (laughs) talent from one end of it and going onto the bench, got rolled by a third-rate pack. There is no nice way to say that. There were players on the manly forward pack I would not feed. I wouldn't have in my New South Wales Cup side. They are ordinary Plotters, they are honest toilers. <laughs> they touched our forward pack up. They ran with intent. They tackled with intent. Yeah, okay, they lay all over the tackle player. Tommy Turbo, you know, had they squatting really rights. You know, he should be paying his his share of, you know, rent and utilities for the players he lay all over the top of. But that's what the referee allowed. In general, when I see... I can't even remember the names of some of the Manly players who ran into our line and bent it and then smashed our players back in spite of the fact... They're nobodies. Now, you, you said last week that the Davy kid you know, had had unfortunate stuff, and he was much better than I expected. But in general, their forward pack is an insipid third-rate forward pack, and they touched our forward pack up. They made our yeah. forward pack look like they had no idea, they weren't interested, and completely second-rate. And that's because they were second-rate. Now, they're going to be playing the same forward pack this weekend. And I'm safely assuming... The young Richard Stewart has put a rocket up those guys so much that they're going to come out and hammer into the Purple Horde with yeah, but the you can't, intent you they can't, possibly can you can't because, just, because if they not you can't put up, just put the blame on the forwards and not put the blame on the coach as well because again, it's like last year all over again. Hang on, hang on. If they come out and put on an insipid effort like that again, uh, I'll be calling, uh, you know, I usually don't call for heads. I will be calling for heads. I will be taking names. It will be going forward because that shit grinds my gears get a rocket up yeah, run the bloody ball with some intent or sit down on the bench and don't trouble us, okay? Because that was insipid.
4: There were some aspects about that game on the weekend that had me troubled as well. I mean, to what Blake was about to jump in, why is Horsburgh playing more minutes than Papali? Why is that? And Whitehead probably had his worst game at 13.
2: But he only did that that one stint. So normally he's been doing 30 minutes, but he played the 30 minutes at the start and then didn't come back didn't come back at all and you look admittedly they
4: let aloe what the, yeah, the, the prop for manly get under our skin pretty easily and they dominated the ruck they were able to oh, line on our ruck Olay. a lot more like the amount of times that they they were mistakenly like like falling into our our play the ball or their arm was caught and that's just smart football and you know if the refs can allow you to do it and then, and therefore that allowed them to get more line speed and we just couldn't we and i think I mean, I don't know whether this is a conspiracy theory, but if you watch 360 the other night, Des Hasler was one of the referees who's complained to Peter Verlandis about the ruck speed and why Tommy Turbo is not getting yeah um, enough um, you know space tries. And watching watching that game, I mean, obviously I'm green-eyed. I'm wearing the the beautiful ass-clan beanie right now, so I'm, I'm of course I'm one-eyed, but. Uh, the amount of times that we were tackling them and within a split second, the referee was calling our player off really quickly. Well, I think we were just under the pump. And the problem is when that happens in a game, we, we're not able to adjust. And it, it happened last year against St. George. We kind of couldn't play properly in the wind down at um, Wind Stadium there. And we just didn't, we didn't have a plan B. And I guess that's what's troubling, you know, maybe with our young halves and our spine and Ricky. And, you know, I see a lot of people calling for heads. Um, you know there's a lot of people calling for cnk and he was obviously gassed and and some of the forwards but it's it's hard to hard to really pinpoint anyone specific in that game on the weekend for me anyway to think about changing you know i, I don't know whether bringing in savage is going to change anything um if oh, we're going to throw not, the there's... ball around like it's a like it's harlem globe maybe you do want savage in the middle but yeah. i still don't think he's the answer but
2: mm. i think it's it's too early to bring savage in especially like against the storm this game exactly We're, we're pretty much on a hiding to nothing
0: do we really want to have and is a monster. great player, mate.
4: He won us the game uh, week before. There's no way the he does a lot of
0: work. There's, there's no way in the world we're dropping CNK. He's having a trot, but my goodness gracious me, there's no one he's going to come in. And Savage, if he comes in, is going to come in as a bench utility or on the wing. He's not coming into fullback. He'll mm-hmm. get destroyed in there. But I'll tell you what, someone who does have a few opinions is Danny Stewart. <coughs> yeah, this is a Danny Stewart, the uh, half-brother
3: of a uh camber coach, Ricky Stewart. <coughs> Jared Sablou. <coughs> Now there is a name that is etched into the uh, memories of uh, Canberra Raiders fans worldwide. No, I know I'll never forget his uh, seventy-eight second cameo for the uh, Baby Raiders at uh, Shark Park on Saturday the twenty-sixth of September, uh, twenty twenty. <coughs> now it was it was with a uh, heavy heart last year that uh, we were forced to move Jared on, but the uh, good news is uh, he'll be in action uh, for the man. He's at uh, McDonald's Park. Uh, Walker at 1245 pm on Saturday against uh, our reserve grade team. <coughs> now, Jared's managed to uh, get himself a start at fullback and uh, he'll be up against our uh, own Xavier Savage. So, uh, the battle of the uh, two brightest young up and coming uh, fullbacks in the game is uh, worth the prize for Mission Alone. So, uh, <coughs> get down there, really, Raiders right fans, and uh, cheer on one of the club's all time greats versus uh, one of the uh, bright young up and coming prospects. <coughs> Now, as for the uh, game itself against the Storm, uh, the first-grade game, my, uh, put simply, these are the games we uh, simply have to win. <coughs> now, I haven't seen anything yet from the uh, Storm this year that should remotely trouble our boys. Uh, sure, they've got a couple of uh, handy players there, uh, but I particularly like the uh, Battle of the Nines. <coughs> yeah, young Harry Grant there for them. Uh, he goes okay, uh, but it'll be a good chance for uh, Harry to uh, pit himself up against uh, the Premier Nine in the game at the moment, uh, and I believe that's Matty Thruly. <clears throat> yeah, good chance for Harry to see where his game's at because uh, Harry's certainly the benchmark for Nords at the moment <clears throat> uh, so looking forward to the game, uh, Get out there early Raiders fans to uh, support Jarrett and uh, go you green machine
0: <clears throat> well you know, it's hard <clears throat> to say you know, what do we think what do we think, you know, it's hard to say you know, maybe we should just, you know go into the, the team list you know, and Before uh, before we go on the team, it's one just thing we touched on and, and the game plan
2: and the attack in the red zone. Do you know the thing that sort of struck me, Matt, really in that game? And we had that extended period where we had Goula and Horsburgh on the field. Mm-hmm. We get in the red zone. It's We're still trying to play the same plays as if we've yes. got Tarpani or Papalihi there. And they can yep. score a try from 10 metres out, you know, carrying four blokes over the line and step and swerve and spin. But Goula's not going to score in a million years.
4: I mean, if we, no, were going to make, we, um,
2: if we were going to make changes, that would we could get the team list. But, I mean, Gula,
4: in my view, could have been the sacrificial lamb. We also didn't have the ability to play with as much, not just pace, but width. You know, if you think back to that game against the Roosters, the first trial, um, there was so much width in that game. And clearly, there's going to be more time because it's a trial. But... You know, in this particular game, Whitehead, you know, he, he was pretty gassed after that first 20 or 30 minutes that he played. And then as soon as he goes off, if we're relying on Horsborough or maybe Adam Elliott to be that link man, it's just, it's like there's two different styles of football. And suddenly we're hoping that they get tired and we can start off loading. And we've got Starling and CNK and Raffin at a push through the middle. But, you know, Tamako didn't get much ball at all. Nah. And our wingers, like Kotrick. Kotrick, I was thinking I, about that game. He's barely sighted. I know. And I'm, I'm. I, I'm, I'm st- the jury's out with me and Kotrick, you know, like he seems to be such a big body that he can do so much, but he's also, he's kind of like, you know, he's not a finisher. He's a, he's a, he's a strong player. Who's I, I love that he's in our side. Um But you know, he seems, they they really focused kicking towards his wing in the first half yeah. because they didn't want him having the first carry. So if he wasn't, if they weren't kicking the Saab, they were making sure they were pinning Kotrick or Kotrick. I'm not sure how he prefers to pronounce, Kotrick. but. Were, the, Kotrick. Kotrick. They were making the sure that the they were putting him in the corner and and yeah, I mean I once I suppose once CK was tired, which was pretty early in that second half, we didn't have much punch through the middle, so you know, there's a lot of questions that were asked and we've got the same 17. So, I mean, if you want to get on the team lists.
0: Yeah. And the team list is brought to you by Jersey's Megastore. Go get your jerseys from Jersey's Megastore. They're down there on Iron Knob Street um, in Fishwick. and One-stop shop. If you want a jersey, they got the damn jersey there. Um, great sponsor of the greenhouse. Uh, yeah, great that friends shop of ours.
2: has got so many jerseys in it. Have you been in there lately? It's, it's almost like Ivan's. Yeah, handicrafts. It's except got so people much are stuff. Actually in it. <laughs> <laughs> except it is, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Except it, yeah. Anyway, enough said, you know, we're not here to spruik Ivans. We're here to spruik Jersey's <laughs> Megastore. Get down there and support them. They're great supporters of the Canberra Raiders. But as we've said, there's no changes to the. the 1 17. to 17. 1 to 17. So but we've got there are CK changes at the back. On the extended bench? There are, but we're not getting there yet. Oh, okay, we got, got um We've got CNK at the back. On one wing, we've got um, Chotrich, and on the other wing, we've got Rapiner. In the centers, well, we've got ourselves, uh, Matt Tomoko, and we've got uh, semi Valame. Three days. Yeah, yeah, and we've got semi Valame um, in there, which is which is good. Then the in halves, we've got Schneider, yes. the, se- the semi-trailer, yeah. yes, the semi-trailer. And um, yeah, we'll get to your segment shortly. Um, Do you know where the show started? Matt started, say, the very bit there. He started to try and tell us that the game wasn't
2: as bad as we, he was doing the thing that he normally does, oh, wasn't I'm not that saying bad, the game guys. was good, that, but it wasn't that
4: bad. But you sort of even you sort of like backtracked a bit there. It, it, what it, it wasn't as bad as what the forum and the the chat that I was seeing before I could watch it. So I tried to watch it live, yeah, and there was so much. I and mean, then I was just following it on Twitter, yeah, and
0: it sounded like it was one of those games. Oh, uh, it was. And it was. From wasn't from half time. You could great. see it. For half time, you could see it right. So in the forwards, we have got Papali'i, Starling, and Tarpanay um, as the front. No, There's a great front row. Then we've got Hudson Young retaining his spot. Uh, Corey Hutter with a um in the second row as well. Then we've got Elliot Whitehead at captain and lock. Then on the bench, we here's have... my
2: question too. If
0: Elliot Whitehead's only playing thirty minutes. Hmm. Who's the captain when he's off the field? Do Jack we, Jack Whiten is the captain. Is when that he's official? Off the field. That is that is the case. Yes. Okay. Um, then we have Matt Frawley in the fourteen. Why but, not just make Jack
2: Whiten the captain then, if he's going to be playing the whole time? Like, why have a, you know Kurt Gidley? A great a question, Kurt Gidley and captain and on the bench. And type one of situation? I'll be
0: sure to ask uh, the people at that stage their their logic because I guarantee there will be logic behind this. Um, we then have Emre Goula in the 15 jersey, Adam Elliott in the 16, and Big Red Corey Horsbury in the 17. And they are coming up against Ryan Pappenheisen. Is it the best mullet in rugby league at the moment? I think it is. I think it is the best mullet. It um, You could live that one He's in the, the best 80s. Player. Yeah, uh, the
2: mullet almost takes away from how good a footballer is. I realise the mullet is now a big thing for his his yeah. brand and everything else. And you talk to any kids my son's age and his mates... All they talk about is Ryan Pappenhausen and his mullet. Yeah, it's a fantastic. But mullet. it actually almost distracts from the fact of what an incredible player he is. He really scored is. four
4: on the weekend and could have scored five or six. I mean, yeah. it's
2: just he's he's lightning. I mean, who's
4: going to be fourteen for New South Wales? Him, it's, Jack
2: White. It's like, it's playing, almost it's 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 almost criminal to think that that guy potentially is not going to play State of Origin. Oh, he has to play State of Origin. The other, oh, one, I, I, was, I was watching that the, the Panthers know. the other night. I was thinking. I mean, I don't like him, but Stephen Crichton, what a player! And he probably misses out in Origin as well. And Zach Lomax, there's a and lot Zach that. Lomax, do I thought, out, thought but... exactly
0: Zach Lomax as well. Yeah, but I imagine out out the ones with where... more positions. But I think Pappenhausen yeah, has to be the fourteen, right? Like so they back. can bring Whiten in. They can bring Whiten in, um, and and put him in, in in the back row rotation. A lock. He can do the old Freddie Fittler thing, where it's a lock. He can be in oh yeah, row and, and he I'll, can cover all the backs. So he's a true utility in the state of Origin. There's sense. probably there's probably a lot of loyalty, I think, from um from Freddie. But to it's Jack not just that. Well. I agree with what you're saying about Pappenhausen, which is where I go to to say. Maybe, and I don't think it's the best usage of him that he is in a back three rotation where he's basically, you know, takes a wing spot. Whether that's the best use for him in that, I don't know. But leaving about a of state of origin is, yeah. is almost ridiculous. Well, that's Queensland have had that.
2: Queensland have had that 14. In and, the past, but New South Wales never have. And they've got that guy coming you're,
0: in. You're not going to drop out Latrell Mitchell and, and and Tommy Turbo as you as you No, stick, or Teddy. Through. So you gotta have yeah, Papan
4: coming through the middle when they get tied. You're, and you can have he, he,
0: Jack at fifteen. No. Nah. Maybe. I think you can. I, I think he, I think Jack out. Life. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't we should get he's up. playing his best football since two thousand and nineteen and he wasn't he wasn't much of a slouch in two thousand and twenty. So I I don't know how you drop him when he can be so versatile. So anyway, that's that's just their fullback, and we've already waxed lyrical on him. On one wing, we've got Nick Meany, ex Bulldog, Um, Mm -hmm. and on the other, we got yeah, right. And then we got uh, Xavier Coates on the other one, ex Brisbane Bronco, uh, also scored a try or two. In the centres, we got ex Bulldog Remus Smith and son of former Canberra Raiders great Tim Tim Smith. Tyron Smith. <laughs> Tim Smith, there yeah, you go. Well, he was South Sydney you great as know, well.
2: Yeah, you didn't know he was Tyron Smith's son? No. no Tyron Smith's the I didn't, I
0: didn't now, know, I
2: didn't know he was Tyron
0: Smith's son. I didn't know he was Tyron
2: Smith's no. son. And then we've got Justin
0: Olem. And my mail is, before he was signed by the Storm, Justin Olam had never played a game of rugby league. <laughs>
2: Now, no, just, but also, Semi
0: Valame, well, I think we brought him over. He wasn't really a league player. No, he was, no, a, union was a union player. Yeah. That's right. Then we've got Cameron Munster and Jerome But that's
2: Hughes weird the that halves. Justin Ollum would, wouldn't have played league because he's from Papua New Guinea and leagues the only country.
0: This is just what I heard. I don't, don't know. League, man. I've, I've been to Papua New Guinea. As yeah, with it's every word it's that comes only, out of my mouth for the most part, take it with that grain of salt, people. Take it with the grain of salt. Rugby league
2: is the number one national sport I'm in, in seen, only I've one got...
0: country in the world, Papua New Guinea. Yeah, that's right. And then we've got in the front row, they got Jesse Bromwich, Harry Grant, and Nass. Nelson Solomona probably should be doing the second week of his suspension but isn't um, but all of those three played brilliantly last week then you've got Felice Cafusi, the man he's just a pleasant man he's the sort of guy he's quietly spoken he's lovely um, he's inoffensive on the field like Boyd Cordner he doesn't have any natural enemies because he plays the game in such a good spirit at least clean. I'll say yeah. one good thing about um, Felice Cafusi this year he's finally gotten rid of the um, the receding afro
2: because it wasn't a good look
0: no. Well, I don't like I anything about Felice Cavusi, no. except for the fact that, yeah, I don't like him anyway. Then I do like Kenny Bromwich is in the other second-row spot. I got a lot of time for Kenneth. He's a great player. Then Josh King. I don't know if you watched him play last week. Bellamy keeps getting these players who weren't doing so well other places, lifts them up, and yeah. all of a sudden they look like freaking world-beats. They they lost Dale Nuken and you think, God, that's got to hurt. And then Josh King comes in and you go... And he wasn't even their first choice in at 13 this year. And he came in last but week. Well,
2: there is... I mean... The Storm do have all these money ball signings and these these forwards that you know come from nowhere. But Tom Lero, Lars, hmm. George
0: Rose. Oh yeah, no, there, uh, there are ones that don't work out that well. There are, you know. Um but Joss King's gonna work out. He looked fantastic. Then on the bench they got imagine running Brandon Smith off the bench. Imagine having the luxury of running Brandon Smith off the bench. And yet they're, they're I there mean he it's is. look at look
2: at look at it's like fourteen for the cambraders, Matt Frawley. Yeah.
0: Fourteen Brandon Smith. That's that's like yeah, different yeah. age groups, or so that's that's just not fair. Yeah, and then That's we've not got fair. then we've got then we go into Meat and Potato Land, which is the special next man up thing of the the Melbourne Storm. Alec McDonald, Chent Liero and Tepei Moroa. Now Tepei we've seen before, he was Parramatta. Parramatta, Warotars, yeah. concussion issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and but he's got some, there's something in him. Alec McDonald, I saw for the first time playing against the dogs last week, um, has a turn of pace as well as having a decent amount of speed. And Chent Liero he's is really one up. of the players they picked up through the Sunshine Coast Falcons. Affiliation and managed to get his first We're, game hey, last year against the Cam Raiders, and of course scored a try. And they boo Matt. Where did Tepi play for the Waratahs? What position did he play? in, do you know? Uh
4: did he play blindside or number eight? I'm not quite sure. Right, right. Um, well,
2: he wasn't a centre like every other league convert. Yeah, oh,
4: well it's. I mean, he might have played in the centres actually, because obviously you know stepping into the back row, it's it's yeah. a really specific position. Yeah. Um, so he probably different. actually did play in the centres. You're probably right
0: so the major take out of this is they're in incredible um incredible form they've got no changes we're not in incredible form and we've got no changes um you know no changes no savage no sutton um Sutton's the obvious change that really upsets me and it just tells me that obviously he is now officially never going to be picked yeah well we've got some we've got some people who've got some fairly strong opinions on this and maybe it's time to go visit with the shark
1: <sighs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Shark Attack. You know, it's always one of my favorite weeks to talk about of the year. It's the the couple days after getting completely pantsed by Manly. It's just, it's a joy every season. And, you know, it's it's Tuesday afternoon here in beautiful Canba, and I'm looking at this team list, you know, and it's, it's all the same players that played uh, last week against a really bad team. I can see the logic. You'd want to take all the good players that you had that played really well against Manly, a kind of bad team, and play them against the Melbourne Storm. I see the logic. I mean, it's crystal clear. You know, it's because, you know, we don't really have any better players in reserve grade. You know, all of our good players played last week. None of our good players didn't play last week. So... I can see the logic. Uh, Yeah, we're probably going to lose by like 60 points this week, so I'm really excited. Uh, Yeah, so I'm just going to jump into the musical pick for this week and not have to think about the Raiders for a a few more days until I want to hang myself this weekend. Uh, But yeah, the musical pick for this week is a record I just picked up at Landspeed for my son's birthday. Poison Ideas, Feel the Darkness. To quote the singer Jerry A., You started out with nothing and ended with less. And that's what we're going to get this weekend. So, uh, salud. I hope uh, everyone survives. Go, you green things.
0: Well... Strong words indeed. Strong words indeed. I mean, sometimes people can just fly off the handle. Sometimes people can get carried away with their thoughts. And we just here at Raiders Review with the Blake and the Pork just want to re-emphasize that we don't necessarily subscribe to the, all the opinions of our contributors. Just like when it's time to rip in with RDJ.
6: Welcome to Round 5, Raiders fans. We've got a tough game this week. Uh, it was pretty disappointing last week. Well, really disappointing. Um, I find it really hard to take when your team doesn't even give itself an opportunity to win um, through just really poor errors and dumb footy. Um, So an unchanged lineup this week, hopefully Rick's given them a rocket and um, we're going to be much more competitive this week. So where do we beat the storm? Well, Bellamy for many years now, he saved money on his cap on the wing and three quarter positions. So I would take all of our four players over theirs. Some would call me biased um, as for that, and that'd be correct. Uh, but I'd certainly take our wingers and centres over the Melbourne Storm. So to take advantage of that, our forwards really need to step up and lift. Our all-run metres, our post-contact metres haven't been good enough. Uh, we can certainly improve our um, meters from the back half as well so that means Rapana and Kotrick and uh, Nickel Kluckstar needs to um, perform better in that area as well but our forwards need to get up first of all our kicks need to be good and we need to get in their face to trap them down in in their end so their kick return meters haven't been great either the next thing we need to do is our forwards really need to bend their back and not let them stop that go forward from the storm. If we can do that and break even, when we get the ball, the first thing we need to do is we need to hold it and, you like, obviously no silly offloads. And then we need to use our talent and skill advantage out in those three-quarter positions. All right, so I'll just check a couple of quick stats at you this, in, in regards to the storm. So the post-contact metres for the storm, they're currently 13th with 516 metres per game. That's an average. The uh, handling errors for us is way too high, so we need to improve as on, on that front. Uh, the storm are averaging nine handling errors a game, which is a bit unstorm like as well. They're sort of sitting mid-table there. Our kick return metres, the storm are sitting mid-table Uh, at 160 metres. So I'd like to see that get down to 120 or 130 this game if we can. Um, The uh, post-contact metres, the storm's down near the bottom at 516 metres a game. Um, So, again, that's why our forwards need to get up in their face, get stuck into them, um, keep them down their own end. Uh, Then I think... We have a real opportunity uh, to be competitive um, and let's hope we're competitive in the last 10 or 15 minutes and who knows, we might even get away with a win. All right, that's it uh, from me this week. Enjoy your rugby league. Go, you green machine, and come on forwards, get up there and belt them.
0: Well... There's no getting around. He
2: rips in. He rips in. He um, goes
0: hard. He's half-cut. He
2: only knows one way. But, you know, we've been getting a lot of feedback on this show. And and, and some people will tell me that they really like one particular part of the show, or one particular segment. And then the next person will tell me that they don't like that segment and they like the other bit. So a lot of the feedback we get is mixed and varied. And, you know, it's a, it's a broad church, this show, and a rich tapestry. Broad but church. It's like a Hey Hey It's
4: Saturday episode.
2: Exactly. Mm. Unanimously... Um, Are you dicky knee?
4: <laughs> I could be, just popping up. <laughs> I used to
2: watch Hey Hey at Saturday, and I don't know why, but I used to watch it all the time, usually before I went out on a Saturday night. And there used to be the thing with, with Murray Fields and what's his name, where they do the great uh, Aussie joke yeah, thing. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I just didn't understand it at all. And then one time I was in a country pub, and you could see that was the
4: highlight of the whole.
2: Yeah, yeah. They loved that bit.
4: There isn't a show that has aged more than that show. Yeah, even no, when they yeah. tried to bring it back, it was yes. it was a lead yes. balloon. Ha- and Harry Connick Jr. obviously helped kill it. Which yeah. anyway, it's that's he, a whole did mark, a favor. Yeah. he did us all, all a favour. He
2: did us all a favour. He did. Arnie J. unanimously loved.
5: Yeah, has, it's, <laughs> but I mean, one
2: he, person actually said that was the funniest part on the show. Yeah, yeah, which but, confused me. So the stuff, statistics
0: yeah. actually there. I mean, he he's hitting the nail on the head with those those uh, those things. And you know, the shark. I've heard a lot of anger. Like coming out of the shark's mouth. I've heard the same anger, you know, maybe I felt some of it myself. I mean, of course, myself and, and Matthew, Hollywood Leneves, we fall in behind Richard the coach, you know, he's our man and we're gonna follow him, you know, we'll follow that flag. Sometimes,
4: times... I mean, sometimes I like yelling out into the into the suburbs of Los Angeles.
1: Yeah. If Papa that's, Lee that's is playing
4: less minutes than Cory Horsborough my neighbours are gonna hear me say, Fuck
0: And that's why we have an explicit um reference, <laughs> yes, you know, on this show. Um, but you know, now it's time to you know look at one of these things to find out who's on the extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? Now <laughs> that was less enthusiastic <laughs> then. The, than usual. the usual. The extended bench is is well. Oh, that's it, the actual bench. It's it, it's hard it's hard for me to look. So we got we got. Xavier Savage in eighteen. We got Ryan Sutton in nineteen. Um I would love to see Rhino back this week. I would love to see him back this who week. For? Think... Who for who for? Gula or Gula. Goula. Oh, I don't this know, bad... man. Horsborough. Oh. didn't have a fantastic match last week. He didn't, but he has passion and he's really shown a commitment to this. Ricky said that he had a great off season. You can see it, you can see He's he cares. a footballer. He's really having a go. I've not he does the he, job. Gula tries. He's not Dula out there. He's not slacking off. He's not stuff. I'm just not sure what he offers now. I want him to prove, yeah. like Principal Seymour Skinner says, "Prove me wrong, Emray. Prove me wrong." I'm worried. I'm worried there isn't another well, gear at the start of the. You know, it's a couple of weeks ago, Matt had me convinced he was the the, the second coming of Josh Papalee. Papa he still I haven't seen, and I haven't seen, seen, much. seen <laughs> much, and but that's my other thought. Maybe he's a work in progress. Maybe they're actually building towards the fact that by the time he's twenty six, twenty seven, that is where he's going to be. He's it was more just his body
4: shape, like his, his his big body shape, you know. Well, are not a lovely young man,
0: then. and so on. But yeah. I just he needs to hit that line and bend it harder. Then we've got Harry Rushton who's been making the big noise down in New South Wales Cup, been making the big noise. And if someone gets injured in that second row thing he's coming in because he's... Well, he's
4: they're grooming him in the middle to play the the whitehead role so he when he did that interview i might have mentioned it last week when he did that interview for behind the limelight he said that he's moved from the edge to play the ball playing 13 and it's it's been really tricky for him because he's playing bigger minutes tackling a lot more mm. but that's where they're grooming him
0: well he's he's an impressive young man from lancashire he's playing front ball. row this week in new south cup i know well, and born in, in Blackpool and Lancashire, yeah, he's got some good credentials there. In 22, we've got Jared Croker coming back onto the extended bench. Um, you know, he's he's got those nine matches to make 300. You're Getting to the point where you're thinking to yourself, that's probably a good thing to be doing. Um, then we've got Trey Mooney. Now, Trey I don't Mooney's... think we can like sacrifice, and I think Ricky's smart enough
2: and probably under pressure enough that we're not going to play him out of
0: sentimentality unless with nine not games about him, i mean but what but what are we what are we losing at unless with
2: nine games to go we've got absolutely no hope of making the finals then maybe you could give him a run but at the I moment you i can't... just don't
0: think he's that but ba- i think he could be recovering from injury come back in and add exactly what we need in the side well the scenario that's playing out right now is probably the one i least expected i either
2: thought he'll be playing in the team or he'll be medically retired and i didn't actually anticipate him having an extended Stint in New South Wales Cup. No, not that there's anything wrong with it. I mean, that's the way it would have been in the old days. But you just no. don't see many players, sort of regular first graders, finishing their careers. It used to be a common thing they finish their careers in reserve grade and happily play reserve grade for a few years. But
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, see, I haven't. I did. It hasn't played out how, like I thought it
0: would. Well, then the rest of the bench is Trey Mooney. He's got to be close to having a go-to. Peter Holler back from his injury, so he's got to be close. We've got big wraps on both these large chunks of meat. Um, they're very, mm-hmm. very good. Um, it'd be good to see them coming up. On the extended bench for the Purple Horde, for the Borg, we've got Chris Lewis. We know who he is. He's got first grade experience. Marion Seve. He
2: was one of the party boys, yeah, weren't that? <laughs> <that right>. the- <laughs> we He Marian was in Seven. the hotel room, wasn't he? Chris Marian,
0: Lewis? Eh, I don't know. We Dancing got, on the tables, so That was him. We've got Marion Sevy. We know who he is. We've got Jade Nicarima. We sure as hell know who he is. We've got Jordan Grant. We've got... I actually don't know his one. I don't know. Will Warbrick. I don't know who he is. And we've got Sue Lavi of uh, Fa'alogo. I don't know him. Sorry, Fa'alongo. There's a silent in there. And we've got Tyron Wishart, which I'm assuming safely is the kitty. Looking at the photo here, the kitty... Kitty of Young Rod Wishart. He Yes.
2: You didn't know that? I did not yeah, know he that. Is.
0: There he is. Yeah, there he yeah. is. I'm giving that extended bench he's to the of Raiders <laughs> simply for the fact <laughs> Because that you we've give got... it to the Raiders
2: everywhere. No, but <laughs> we've got a we've
0: got a distinct uh first grader in there who should be playing first grade and Ryan Sutton is in there. Like he's in there. And whereas and, and the Storm actually don't have one that you could say no, is No, and they don't have like the next big thing
2: you know, there, sit, sitting there. So no, but that's, like, that's the thing about the Storm. Or they or usually, previous they usually play
0: 291 games. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's the Storm. It's meat and potatoes. So they usually fall away. Yeah, they, 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 Storms also,
4: thing. they've been able to have their salary cap completely in the right way. Their front office yeah. does it so well that they've always got their money spent well in their spine and yeah, they always are able to pick up those journeymen and...
0: People unders, ahead, yeah. take less because they know they're going to play in the finals and they know they're going to increase their value. So they might go away like Nico Hines and Dale Finucane, but they go away mm-hmm. with a premiership ring.
2: Yeah. Oh, Nick Meaney took less money to go to the Storm. Case a lot point.
0: of them take lots yeah. less money. Yeah. Josh Adakar took less money that was on offer from them at the West Tigers to go down to the yeah. Melbourne Storm. Does he regret it? No, he plays Origin. He doesn't regret that at all. So um, when it comes to our lineup, where, what would you guys change anything? I'd put Ryan Sutton in for Emre Gula right this yep. moment. Yeah,
2: I don't know whether parachuting in, like I said, Xavier Sarevich this week is necessarily I think it's the right absolutely thing. the wrong thing no. to do right uh, now. If, if, if Trevelyan was fit and ready to go, I would 100% him. have him over Matt Frawley. I mean, yep. I don't know. Matt did, Frawley was... How did you rate him from... He wasn't <laughs> as brilliant. <It's> all <laughs> wasn't I'm saying. As, slightly less brilliant, uh, but still very, very good. But no, I'd, I'd have Trevelyan.
4: I'd have Trevelyan. But apart from The that game you, of the weekend I, was one of the hard things to be able to pinpoint too, I think. You know, like, it's like, obviously, you don't know what you're missing out on when you don't see it. Because, you know, you bring in Savage, he could do these amazing things that it's hard to predict. But, um, and obviously Sutton's, he's he's been playing pretty well. I think, you know, Croker scored a try. Uh, Savage scored a try um, in the reserve grade. So... It's you know, but would you drop Valamai I thought Semi Trailer played pretty well, man. Like he, right side defense is
2: is is an issue moving forward. I don't that know, one try no they, they,
4: they well they led in that one try with um obviously with Turbo getting on his outside we placed the ball down. But is is Jared Croker or well, if Tomoko would switch to that side, wouldn't he? You know, are they able yeah, to have mm. the pace to shut that down? Croker like, would go I,
2: on the left and Tomoko give back because Tomoko played on the right last mm, year. Right. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. The other the other problem is, of course, is that if you look at at that game and a lot of games that teams make easy yardage up the field as well mm. but just you know when sam williams was was you mm. know defending you know you just go to his side and they'd make easy mm. you punch 15 20
0: meters even on a good tackle yeah. but now we've got to look at
4: who's got a lift Ooh.
0: it's the forward pack the forward no pack compliments
4: no compliments
0: the four that yeah, was very good it was oh, on delay I so thought- it wasn't quite as good but yeah it was good it was enthusiastic i'll give you marks of that but being as you're on delay over there on the West Coast, you're probably going to have to anticipate and go that slight <laughs> bit early to get in on time. All right, next week. Yeah, I mean, I know you're a newcomer to this media scene, you know, this thing, but, you know, you'll get there. You're showing promise, Hollywood. Yeah. You're showing promise. Um, the the Ford Pack, you've got to bend that line. If we got any chance, and I mean any chance at the storm. This is the problem is last week the we forward, said oh, our forwards are so much better than, than if they've the got any chance. Forwards, then they then... have to bend the line. They have to hold the line. They have to really back up and they have to show venom the entire time because the most important thing about in this match, the most important thing, I mean, it'd be lovely to say getting the win, getting the win, We've got to get the win. The most important thing is we stop a blowout. There are, there are points in the thing where I think we're building and if we can stop a blowout, we can still get something going this season that's going to be worthwhile. If we get a massive blowout, a la what happened to the Bulldogs on the weekend, things can go horribly wrong. We saw what went, things go horribly wrong last season with a few unlucky, you know, a few bad losses and so on. And things went downhill really fast. And the side tried their best, but wasn't quite able to recover in time to get to the finals. We need to stop those. We need to stop those. We need to play a good game. There will be no shame whatsoever at this stage with the state and the time our team's in to have a loss against the Storm. Even if it's like a 14, 16-point loss, that's okay. You don't want it, but that's okay. But that turns into a 30-point-plus loss. That's a disaster. And yeah. we have to stop it. So the side as a whole has to lift, but the forward pack particularly has to lift. Def- Defensively, to lift. you know, the stats, people have been
2: trotting out love of stats so far. And we, we are only third on the list for missed
4: tackles. So we're mm. actually not missing... Yeah, we're the most offloads, but we're also the least i uh, running this game. Yeah. Honestly, like I think the stats in the first month are, are a little bit. The stats in the first month are a little bit of an anomaly. You know, you're not yeah, playing against course. some of the best teams, and a, a lot of the, 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 the games are coming changing.
0: from kicks too. But that's partly yeah, because like... our back three isn't necessarily fielding them that well. Yeah, my who's got a lift, my who's got a lift is
2: CNK. I don't know what's wrong with him, but there's something's not right about him. I don't know whether it's physical, he's carrying an injury, mental, he is homesick etc. Unhappy, unsettled, but yeah, he just doesn't seem right. I miss the old CNK. Yeah. I miss the hair. Yeah, yeah, maybe he should grow the hair back. I think he's got to try and bring the hair back because he, he pretty much, as soon as he cut the hair, it's just, he's never been the same, has he? Look, no, he hasn't. But my, look, we're coming
4: nine, up- my, my, um, Sorry to jump in there, Pork. My, mine's probably gone um, off you last week. Okay? I, I might have jumped down your throat um when you said Hudson Young last week. Um, but that was one of the worst. That was one of the least impactful games I've seen Hutto play. You know, and oh, and he's he's a big he's a big body playing on the edge. So he kind of he, he needs to um, win by dominating that first contact. And there's a lot of these bumper bar kind of pushes, and then suddenly three guys jump on him, and and then he's backpedaling when he's getting tackled, and when we're not getting it really quick, play the ball. He's not finding his front. Um, but I still don't think we've found the right mix with Ricky. And our back row rotation, you know, I'm not sure right. what's going on with Whitehead going off, Elliot coming on, Had a going into the middle, Young playing 80 minutes, but he's not quite having that impact that we, you know, we saw him mm. have in the middle a couple of years or last year. So there's a little bit of a weird combination there. So maybe they can find that um, over the coming gonna... weeks. And cu- Ricky's... coming up against a big forward pack like the Storm, I, I think it's a good, a good barometer for us because I think if we if we start with energy, we, we might be in this. You know, maybe we we're a little bit complacent in, in Mudgee and we can't be in Wagga, and they won't be. You know, if we, if we don't if they, just, they won't be complacent, so we might get blown off the park, but well, th- there's no
0: way you can go into this game thinking it's going to be easy. No, and they're coming up against, you know, the best coach of the last two decades. Whether you like how he gets the game done, he gets the job done, and you know what? He's come to visit with us here at Raiders Review with Blake and the fork just to have a chat.
3: Yeah, it's Billy Ake here. Um, look, at the end of the day, I've got no idea who you two clowns are, but uh, at the end of the day, as I'll say, uh, Denny Stewart asked me to do a piece for you blokes, so here I am. Yeah, look, with all due respect, uh, at the end of the day, um, I don't really give you, uh, the Raiders much hope against my mob on Saturday, um, look, at the end of the day, I think uh, we'll have far too much class, and Uh, with all due respect, uh, at the end of the day, as I say, I'll be be fucking filthy if we don't win by at least 30, to be quite honest. Yeah, look, uh, but but, but to be quite honest, uh, at the end of the day, um, I wish you boys all the best. I've still got a lot of love uh, for the Raiders. I spent, uh, at the end of the day, I spent uh, a lot of years at that footy club. And uh, to be quite honest, I've uh, still got a bit of a soft spot for them. So, uh, look, at the end of the day, um, I'm still a man to Rick. Uh, i still mates with uh, Denny Stewart, but uh, I've got no idea who you two fuckwits are. Uh, but uh, look, at the end of the day, uh, keep doing what you're doing. I wish you all the best, but uh, yeah, look, at the end of the day, uh, go to the Storm on Saturday.
0: <sighs> Bellyache. In the Canberra Hall of Fame. In the Canberra Hall of was, Fame. was
2: a favourite player of mine as a child. I'm not entirely sure why. but he Because
4: <laughs> he was <laughs> slow? I don't know. He
2: was
0: not <laughs> slow. He,
4: he was, was also... Not... It was also the coach up until one ill-fated extra meeting. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, sliding doors. No, well. The- yeah, but would you would you really yes. want to?
2: You know, would you really want to yes. ex- be associated with that sort yes. of just that grubbiness? Yes. Just, just purely for premierships. Yes, yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely, without any shadow of a doubt. I mean, it's, if it's- I can go back to that sliding door and have. Um, Robert Finch and Kevin Neal disappear into the vacuum they should have done and him get appointed because at that stage in our feeder club was a young man called Cam Smith who was actually in the system. And when Beliac didn't get the job, he went back and got him and brought him with him. So it wouldn't have just been Beliac with that squad. It would have been Beliac with Cam Smith and we saw what he did with Cam Smith. So yeah, 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 yeah. Take me back to that moment. Take me back to that moment. And I will make you that would decision would sell you, you
2: would willingly sell your soul to the devil. I would go out in the
0: Esplanade <laughs> and bend down and grab my ankles. You make no mistake. You know, like what I want is another premiership before I die. Now, you know, coming up on, you know, the seventh decade's happening scene for me, Blarko's, you know, um, I only have so much time to go. And with matches like what we had in Munchy, yes. this ticket could give out any moment. So, that, yeah. That, that elusive... Next premiership. I mean, it felt so far away for so long, and then it was so it, close. It, it
2: briefly came close, but now it's starting to feel,
0: yeah. I yeah. don't know. I don't know if
2: you've got another premiership.
0: in I'm you? not sure I do. But now coming to us uh, with our proud sponsors, Raiders Plumbing. Because if you want ass, you want ass crack, and Raiders Plumbing has the ass crack for you. Not only will they fix your plumbing, but you'll see plenty of cl- crack. And it's now time for ass clown of the week.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, so. Midweek, uh, earlier, we saw um, Volanders and Annesley come out and say, oh my God, the Ruck's really slow. You know, we need to figure out a way to speed it up Do we think it's the problem. Oh I my don't. God. Why do they even bother talking? Why do they even bother coming out and talking? It's like, clearly, about halfway through the season last year, the Ruck all of a sudden, remember the time when we beat Parramatta 12 points to 10 and all of yeah. a sudden you just saw the ruck speed has slowed. They're allowing people to lie on. And we saw it. We saw it change. It was like, yeah, the game was too fast. We're slowing it down to bring the margins back in it more competitive. And yes, the natural flow on of that is someone like Des Hasler has seen, oh, they're not penalising me for lying all over the tackle player anymore. Send out my third raid pack and I will set up camp on the tackle player. And but it's he- happened in every game. It's not just that. It's been the whole season. But he's the one
4: who apparently has... Approached. Yeah, that I mean Planny. honestly that, that game on the weekend was awful. The way that they lied in the ruck. I I, oh, you know, uh, I
0: Jake Trovoivic. I mean, like mate, seriously. the amount yeah. of
4: times and any one of their players had their arm caught, um uh, is it Harper? Harper yeah, yeah. did it oh, he did every it single everything Constantly. He constantly
0: Oh, I'm not doing it, they've got me trapped in you know, all milking, milking yeah, it's crap. But anyway, the fact that, that Vlandy's and and um uh, I hate that milking call from the ref because uh, half the time that, it's, not even, it's and, not even... Like, no, it's not it's milking. Is there a couple of hard young The fact young that they came out milking, and said, oh, milking. what are we going to do about the ruck? We need to speed it up. It's like, oh, dudes, just get some decent I know, But, and, but that there. referee,
4: and, the one that we had on the weekend too, was, was pretty new to first grade. I don't know how many games he's done. But... Ziggy's
0: done Ziggy. a lot. Z- done a fair few actual first grade refing jobs. He did a lot of pocket stuff and he's done a lot of sideline.
4: Mate, he wasn't willing to penalize or blow six i'm done with the six again rule personally i think a penalty is worth more and just police it properly you know i think the six again rule is stupid i always have and they've gone halfway to fixing it by taking it out of the um 40 meters but you know i I just i'm with you mate like i I think the vland these band-aid solutions and trying to fix things on the run and not allowing coaches to be able to not just set their squads but it's just ridiculous
0: oh it is so who's your ass clan, blanco um,
2: I'm happy to back you up on that one. Okay, the the, the and and the fact that apparently it was it was Des Hazler that you know ironically because you're saying that Manly lay in the ruck is oh. the
0: one that's expressed the concern about the, the speed of. But I mean, I guess I would say safely that fifty percent of the time that Jake Chiboyevich spent on the field as a player was spent lying on top of a tackle player
2: he like my, my would
0: not get off and they weren't freaking making him either my,
2: um, my concern uh, with Volandis is his approach that someone will give him a call or meet him in a pub or something is okay we've got to change everything and he kind of flips and flops and everyone says how great he is I remember mm-hmm. hearing him interviewed one time and he was saying that he gets most of his um, advice from the two Phil's
4: Rothfield and also and from Gould. Wayne Bennett Wayne Bennett yeah. and uh, Des Hazard obviously I mean on yeah, the, the weekend too I'm surprised Ricky doesn't his have spirit?
2: his ear though because he seems like someone that would be sort of a Ricky man doesn't
4: he Luxembourg. old the, the, other, the other funny thing about that weekend game too is you, you look at if you listen to it and you and maybe because it's my gene and it's kind of quiet that you could really hear the referee really easily through the telecast uh the fox telecast anyway and he was he was calling off the players he was saying all right milking milking and he was letting the 10 know that they could still go mm. that we didn't we there were certain times in that game that we had very little space it was almost like a five meters mm. and we still didn't have the chance to adapt like I mentioned the other week in a podcast, there was a couple of times down on their line when we weren't trailing by many, maybe by four. Uh, and Jack could have thrown that wide pass or Schneider could have maybe tried to throw a wide pass to the winger and it would have been untouched going over, you know, that Harbour Bridge pass. And we weren't, we didn't find the ability to do that. Um, my my um, ass clowns, just Daily Cherry Evans because I can't stand the bloke. So, and he was amazing. So he can have it. You know, right. like the,
2: Pork loves him. We,
4: we, right, Pork won't have a bad uh, way said anything. I know he's a nice bloke and all that stuff but and, and also um, actually here's my ass clown the idiot that decided a 2040 should be a rule why is it that when you're why is it that when you're defending well and you're not offside like we were a couple of times when you're able to jam in when they're under the gas and they're trying to come out of their own 10 meter line and you're able to push 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 why is it that they can get an easy out
0: well, listen, well, it's not thing. easy, Matt. It's not easy. If you can have a 40-20, it's got to be, you've got to be able yeah. to have a 20-40 because it's the same distance. Now, do you know about who, 10, initially, who initially 30, in 1996 proposed the rule that has been subsequently adopted?
4: Don't say Ricky Stewart.
0: It was Ricky Stewart. And you know yeah. why? Because he could do He's, it. So Every you time. Know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, well, not every time, but we're just punching ourselves in the face if we go on this. But, Matt, I've got a question for you. Have you got a semi? Oh, yeah. I've got a semi. (laughs) Tell us about your semi.
4: So my semi is heading into this week. Now, we're playing the team that we all love to hate. Mm. And I wake up in the middle of the night, a little bit aroused, thinking about the times that we've beaten Melbourne. Whether it was... John Bateman scoring that try after Leilua got him the ball, mm. um, you know, or whether it was uh, the is it the year before when we beat him and we m- managed to get higher up on the ladder and, but this week, I think coming up against the storm, my semi is going to be for Papali. Papali'i is got to have a big game. You know, it's these games when when we wonder about and this is not about who's got to lift it's about knowing that we're coming up against a formidable pack and Papali, he, he can really step up when we need, look at what he does for queensland when he's having a bit of a soft beginning to the season you know those seasons when he's he's, he's trained as a boxer and as the raiders were like geez he's out of, he's out of, he's not fit I and mean, what's he doing and then suddenly he steps on for queensland and he's amazing this could be the week that every raiders fan gets a slight little semi for Papali. And that mullet is going to squash the other mullet and we're going to win. And we're going to win by two or 56.
0: (laughs) You do have a semi. There's no question about it. But there are, in fact, reasons to be cheerful.
5: Reasons to be cheerful. Part three.
0: The first reason is... Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. We don't play the Seagulls in (laughs) Home and Away again this year. (laughs) Too are about points. a rotten Not run lost. against the Seagulls. Yeah, sure. no, don't like that. Uh, Matt Tomoko and Jack Whiten continue to be shining lights. They you do. Know, for all the crap that's going on, all the, the thing you can throw around, those two are doing well. Um, they're doing really well. Um, they're shining lights in the side. They're very good. Um, CNK is due to have a big game where he just gets everything back in place. I don't place. know that he is. I yeah, he, he is. He is. <laughs> he is. That man at 100%. He's had a couple of rotten is. games. He's about to have a good one. You mark my words. Um, and the other thing is... It gets so much easier to be a Canberra Raiders supporter when you set your expectations that little bit lower. It gets so much easier. It does. That's a reason to be cheerful, people. It's a reason What to do
4: be... you two guys think about um, the semi trailer? Are you still off it?
2: Uh, the jury's out, mate. The jury's I, out. I, I've got so to be careful. I, I don't have a Who had semi. a better
4: game on the weekend? Tomoko or Valamoy? Tomoko,
2: for sure.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. He did.
2: Yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point in time, if it's a choice between um, Semi and bringing Joe Croker back into the side, I think Semi's still ahead. But yeah. you know, if if Harley Smith Shields was was wasn't had done his ACL, I don't
0: think Semi's in the team. Well, on. Harley was on the
4: left. Tomoko was training all off season on the right. Yeah. And uh, he had all of his combinations with um, Rappena, and mm. uh, Harley was training with Kotrick. So it's been. You know, there's been a lot of changes. And then you think about, you know, we lost our half and our
1: hooker and all yeah, that stuff. But... of course.
2: Of course. Yeah, I mean, no you, no teams would be expecting to... Like, if you said you were two from four after you've lost Yus starting nine and seven, go, well, that's not that bad.
0: It isn't. But it's we don't want to bad. be going two from three and, and two from five. And that's we're staring down the barrel of that. Then we've got coming up the Cowboys on Thursday night. So we've got a short turnaround. They'll have an extra day. While they got dusted up last week, they have legitimate concerns about the refereeing in that match. So, of course, a la after what happened to the Rabidos with the Joey Manu, Latrell Mitchell, and all of a sudden they got every call against us in that match. Yeah. Don't be surprised if the North Queensland Cowboys Speak, get every Speaking court. of this week, I'm, I've got a bit of a Black Stradamus. Oh, what's your Blake this Blake. week? Black Stradamus.
2: Jerry Sutton, did you know he's our He's our ref, he's our ref yep, yeah. Yep. He will send at least one, if not two, Canberra Raiders players to the Sinbin this oh, week. Oh, I was game. taking that as red. Yeah. That,
0: that, that, that the, yeah, thing. Sinbin, yeah the Sinbin thing is out of Who? control. The sin bin thing is out of to Who, Hudson, Hudson Young will go to the yeah. bin. Um and no and he'll want to get Horsburgh. someone who's no he'll want to send Rapiner up because that'll be really popular with the fans. So Rapiner and Young are the two I would say. Horsebru oh, will go Young for does like punch. to lay in the ruck. Young likes to lay in the ruck. So it'll be but Young. It what Jared Sutton has that? has this fantastic record that when you dig on on the refer- uh, on the things. Now, he because he's one been seen as one of the leading refs so long. And look, as much as I love to hate the Suttons, out of all the Sutton boys, Jerry is the good ref. He's better than his brother. His brother's appalling. That's, that's, that's not hard to be better than Bernard and, 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 and Chris. He's such a git, though. But whatever. How many
4: Suttons are there? Are there
0: three? There's three. There's three. That but there's only two of. that are actively refereeing at the moment. Um. But anyway, so whatever, whatever you say about Jerry, because he gets a lot of the top games where the thing is, his percentage of wins... When the top side, the side that's you know ahead on the ladder, is beating the side below, is absolutely massive. It is like there's there's your usual split, and then there's your cognitive dissonance. What's what's the one I'm talking about? The cognitive bias one. Unconscious bias. Uncon- unconscious, unconscious bias. bias. Um, it's big. Um, where you actually go, the favourite coming into that side is almost positively going to win. And when you look at the matches where the Canberra Raiders have beaten the Melbourne Storm where well, we've beaten the Sydney Roosters, you know, when we've had those breakthrough matches when we've gone through, guess who has not been the referee? Yeah, yep, Jerry, Jerry. Jerry Sutton. And so, I mean, that that's an, another thing that we're up against this weekend. Just, uh, is he biased against us? No, of course not. He is a, he's a professional referee. He, he's not. You professional no, know, but wrestling. the unconscious
4: bias is a real yeah. thing. It is a oh, real that, thing. That unconscious
0: bias, if you look at the thing, there's a strong case to say, Jerry, do you have unconscious bias? Are you seeing that? Because you remember when I'm Ben Cummins... I'm glad that it's in, the,
4: it's in the zeitgeist at the moment. Though. I'm glad they're talking about it on NRL 360 because it, it, they might actually even something out.
0: Yeah, well, when you look at it, right, Ben Cummins, right, we don't love him for the reversing the six again call. We don't. It was a bad move. He had a shocker that day and it really badly impacted on us. But you remember Rubbish on the Face? And it was you. That was Ben Cummins. That was Ben Cummins. Rubbish on the Face, it was you. Um, then Ashley Klein was another one where we run through because he wouldn't let the Roosters get away with the crap they'd been doing. Grant and Atkins. Penalized. And Grant Atkins was another one. Yeah. Where, where we've we've seen in those situations where that cognitive bias wasn't there. They actually did it. Now, here's my challenge for you, Jerry Sutton. Go out and ref the game as it actually is. Not as you perceive that it's going to be, but as it actually is. Don't go to Bellyache beforehand and say, don't let them hurt Papenhausen. Don't let them do this. Don't let them do that. And do that. Watch the damn game and referee the game, you know? Because that's what I want out of you. You're always going to hate me. Don't try and play to, like, 20,000 morons with a cowbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. don't understand the rules anyway. They, they don't understand. Ball, ball, hole in the ball. Yeah. <laughs> How many times can you hear that down in Amy Park? But, you know, yes, I know you hate me because I have liberally slagged off both your brothers and, and I will continue to do so. I have the the records to, to, to go along with that stuff, but I've actually stood in your corner many times, Jerry Sutton. I've stood in your corner and said, you're actually a very good ref and you made good calls. And you know that I've done that as well. So please referee the match as it's actually played, not with any of this unconscious bias. Don't look at them and say, Oh, they're better than them. So therefore the decision referee, what you see. Okay. Before we go mm. this week, we're just a quick time just for a listener of the week. Yeah. And, uh,
2: Listener of the week's last was, so no, so two weeks ago it was, it was Sarah... Uh, Johnson. Sarah Johnson. And she went from, in record time, went from Listener of the Week to your... Ass Clown. Arse clown, clown of the Week, because you can't take any constructive
0: criticism whatsoever. It wasn't constructive criticism, it was just slagging. Yeah, and I know where you sit <laughs> too, Sarah. So... She said, well, that was <laughs> a quick fall from lose? Grace. That was a quick fall. This is Sarah
2: Johnson's Sarah. response to you again. That was no. a quick fall from Grace. I feel like Jack White in the 2021 Dalian and Count. <laughs> <laughs>
0: very good, very good. Very good. Look,
2: as But we, the, have, the, we the, do have we do have a new the, listener of the week this week, sorry, I'll, I'll get to it. Just, and it's it's Alistair Tegart. Oh yes who previously I thought had been listener of the week, but it was actually son Henry I'd made Listener of the Week. Right. But Al Tegart he was actually went along to the um, launch of, of the milk book. Nice. And picked up an extra copy for me. So thanks, Al. Thanks for the book.
0: And it's even signed by Ashley Gilbert and Chris O'Sullivan and some other people you've never heard of. There you go. There you go. But, you know, going back to Sarah, you know, like to to quote, you know, the great um, Oscar Wilde, there is only one thing worse than being talked about. That is not being talked about. Is this in relation to you or herself? or I might anyone... be slagging you off, but at least it's you I'm slagging <laughs> off. You know, Someone actually notices you're there and you're alive. Um, and look, we have seen reports of the, the, the great man Cole, um, he's moving up to Queensland, you know, he's gone off some... Cole's biddies. not
2: moving up to Queensland, that's T-Max. Oh, sorry, T-Max, <laughs> sorry, sorry,
0: Cole. Uh, uh, what I T-Max did moving because of Cole's... Phoebe, qu- yeah. Phoebe, yeah, yeah, no worries. But Phoebe, right, for Cole's wife. And Cole's <laughs> wife, and this disappoints the crap out of me, but I can't imagine how bad it makes Cole feel. Cole's wife is a bloody Melbourne Storm supporter, and just a rub... Sultan's that wound, Phoebe, our very own Phoebe, has gone off and made a beautiful Melbourne Storm birthday cake for her. I mean, I don't know how much that hurt, but, you know, almost ask Land of the Week stuff there for you, Cole and, and Phoebe, for actually enabling a Storm supporter because we want them dead. We want their families dead. You know, it's just it's the wrong thing. It's the wrong thing. But T-Mac, he's going up to Brisbane. Um, he's gone up and got his new Broncos gear, but he's thinking maybe he'll go for the Dolphins or the Titans, get on the ground floor. We're saying the Titans because it's the same sort of disappointment cycle that you have for the Raiders. Anyway, let's hope that we come... You have been listening to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork and, of course, Hollywood Matt Lenevez. Um, the podcast formerly known as the third most popular uh, Raiders podcast um, coming to you from the filthiest storeroom located somewhere in the Bows Civic that we will never reveal the location of, will we, Blake? No. And we will talk to you again soon.
1: Break
5: down the Pork. Break down the Pork. the Pork. Da da the green machine! Fuck me! Hey, he's gone, it's Kev from Cupknock and I've got the shits. Uh, what's going on? They dead say. Uh, what was that shit against me on Saturday? I've been saying for ages and we gotta put Jackie Boy in it lock fucking forward. Get the 13 on his back, he's not a half. We going to shift Jackie Boy to and fall in to see William, steering the ship in the fucking halves. How hard is that to see, Rick, you Davey bastard? Seriously, get wide headed the fucking prop, Let to me going into the, the, the background, and bring fucking Craigs back and put him on the fucking wing. He's one of the greatest wingers of all time. Get Craig's back in the fucking side. He's a heartbeat of this footy club. Fucking hell, he's just gotta be there. Anyway, i up to some of my wits in with this fucking footy club, mate. I don't think I'll watch another game until fucking Craig is in the team. I'll be watching the fucking parties on Saturday. Fuck, rugby league. That's it. Anyway, and one more thing. What, 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 where you got that shark blake you on your shirt? What's he offering? I mean, that ain't yankton fucking rugby league, podcast that said he's a shark. What's he fucking spin or something? Fuck no, you get rid of him, like him off it. Hey, oh, man, oh, fuck. Oh, oh, man, oh, man, I'm on my way to with this fucking rugby league shit. I wasn't going out of the back for a fucking Philly boy.